You're listening to the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. This is Eugene Hernandez, Deputy Director here at Film at Lincoln Center. Today, we're sharing a conversation following the U.S. premiere of Bertrand Bonello's Zombie Child at the 57th New York Film Festival. Opening this Friday here at Film at Lincoln Center, the film is an unconventional plunge into horror fantasy that feverishly dissolves boundaries of time and space as it questions colonialist myth-making. Let's go now to the conversation, moderated by Film at Lincoln Center programmer Florence Amosini. So I'm going to ask you a few questions and then we can open it up to the audience. Um, I have to say the last shot is very Bonellian, uh, even though you talked about a new direction, the, the use of the music with the face of the young girl is, is completely your world. So It's not a huge change of direction in a way, because it's still your world. Well, I think, yes, you, you, you try to, to, to change and you do not change. That's the problem of nevrosis, I guess. Uh, you talked a little bit in the introduction about um, uh, shooting outside of France for, for the first time, and specifically in uh, Haiti. Um, so can you talk a little bit more, or like working there would maybe influence your creative process or like move you in that direction of working, with, like working on this film and developing the story? It's, it's not... Um that much that you, you, you change your working process. It's just that you, you, you ask yourself questions that you do not ask yourself usually. Um, shooting abroad, and especially in a, in, a, in a country like Haiti, you have to all the time ask, um, am I at the good place, the good distance? Um, how, you know, I am, I am of, of course, as a white person, French person going there, and doing a film that talks about zombies and voodoo is very delicate. So as soon as you start to think about the film, the writing, you, the first question is, what's gonna be my point of view on, uh, on, on this story? Because the starting point of the film was really the, the zombie part. And um, then I had to find my, 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 my place, my position, and my point of view, and it had to be French, it had to be from France. That's why I invented the whole part of the film, which is the major part, it's two-thirds. And, and um, then when you arrive in Haiti for your first trip, it's very delicate to say, okay, I'm French, I would like to do a film on that subject. They're, of course, you know, very you know, sensitive about the subject, and, and they, of course, they are right. So you have to explain your point of view, why you're doing it, and uh, to get accepted. That was the first thing. And this, this uh, matter of um, where you have, find the good distance, you ask yourself all the time. Uh, it, it's on, on, on the casting, on the direction, on the, uh, on, on the, uh, the, the, the clothes, on uh, the, the camera, not too far, not too close. You know, if you're too far, you're like, you don't see anything, you're like a tourist. If you're too close, you pretend to be um, like an Asian guy. You know, it's this point of view and, and, and distance question. It's the same in the editing. So it's not changing the process. It's just you have questions that appears and you have to answer them all the time uh, that you don't think when you shoot in your country. So you first you shot the part in AC. It's hard to say in French, so it's H. 
Haiti. Uh, no, I wanted to do that. I wanted to shoot first the Asian part, then the French part. So I would come back in France with full of something, you know. But for some reasons, um, Haiti had a strong year, very difficult year with a lot of struggles uh, last year. So we couldn't, uh, we had to change the schedule. So I shot first the, uh, the French part, then I edited it. Then uh, we went to shoot the Haitian part and filled, you know, and redone the uh, the editing, which was good also because um, when we arrived in Haiti, we really knew what we needed in, you know, to fill the holes. And when you were editing, after editing the first part, and and then you edit this, you knew you were going to reverse, um, like the French story, the the girls, it's pretty linear, but then the Asian story is reverse. It goes back. So, did, when did you decide to to work like this in the editing? Um, in fact, the film is very, very, very close from the uh, from the script. Mm -hmm. I think there are only two shots that I, you know, put in uh, another order. But it's very, very uh, close from the the, the, the script. And um, I edited almost everything I shot. I think there are only like three or four shots that I did that are not in the film. Um, as the film was shot in four weeks, I had to be very, very precise on, uh, on my shot list and uh, what I was searching. Yeah. And when you were editing and rewatching the film, at what point did you realize that it was really a, a really, I would say, strong political statement on the history of France and colonization and, and, and slavery and also the identity of whiteness today and that you identify yourself with your, your skin color as a young girl and back from the past. So when did that become clear that it was also a political film? Um, some, of, some part of it were clear at the beginning. For example, the fact that, okay, the idea of the film is you, you take um, a very famous figure, like almost a pop figure, like the zombie, you take it back to its origin and by this movement, you're doing an evocation of slavery. That was very clear from the beginning. Um, after when I found this boarding school, which I was not aware of, you know, I was just searching on internet, boarding school today, girl, something like that. And, and you didn't get in trouble for that? <laughs> no, <laughs> not yet. Maybe. Um, and I discovered this school, which is in Saint-Denis, which is like a tough suburb of, of, uh, of, of, of France, you know, and uh, I didn't invent anything. Everything you see on the film about this boarding school, it's what's happening now in 2019. It's like, you know, time stopped. Um, and the fact that it was created by Napoleon and that the relationship between Napoleon and Haiti and Napoleon and slavery is very important, of course, it brought another level. Then um, I had uh, this uh, scene with uh, Patrick Boucheron, the um, historian, which is quite famous in, in France. Yeah, very famous and becomes famous in America too because he's doing a lot of conferences and lectures, he's a huge historian. I, I didn't write the scene, it's the only thing I didn't write. I just gave him like the direction I wanted. I say, okay, do your lesson, do what you want, but you should be around the two movements of freedom in the 19th century, just post-revolution. And the, the, the lesson he did, uh, of course, brought the film even higher on the political level. And um, it's incredible because in a way he's giving a light on all the film and 
and on many levels when he says, uh, how can we tell a story? Can we tell a story in a straight way or do you have to be more subtle? It's exactly what I, what I did. And he finishes the lesson by what is um, an experience of freedom? What is an experience? Let's make one. It's exactly what the girl is going to do later. So even, I, I mean, I could have stopped the shoot there. You know, the, the film is in the history lesson. Um, and then I realized, you know, sometimes it's when the film is finished that you really realize what it, uh, what the subject is. Um, when a film is finished, yourself, you've not finished with the film, you know. And probably that I realized that the um, the heart of the film was about the transmission of freedom, uh, and what do you do with your history? Your it can be your personal history. Like for this young girl, she's the granddaughter of a um, zombie. What does she do with that? She don't really know, as she says at the end of the film. It can be the, uh, the history of the Haitian people, uh, which is a very strong history. And I think they do know what to do with their history, even if it's really tough. But it can be even for us, French people, as the Patrick Boucheron says, okay, we invented revolution. We, uh, the concept of freedom is very French, and uh, we know that. But have we been good enough on that? Have we, you know, what what do you do with your own history? Well, that's opened a lot of questions. Yes, I think um, the film is made of two very simple stories. The one is the story of Claire Views, which is quite simple, you know. Was it the the basis for making the film? It's yes, reading the, the, the starting book. point. Yeah. Yeah, the starting point was the. The, the, the book and articles I read about him. And the other story is the um, sorrow of that young girl, which is very, very simple. And when you mix them, when you put them together, there is some more complex stuff that appear. And I, I, I liked this feeling. Some, th some of the stuff I was really aware of, and some appeared you know, uh, after the film. I saw them after the film. Um, we talked about all the serious issues, but the movie is also quite funny at times. Um, I hope so. It, I mean, I, I think it is all the thing with the young girls and um, the identification with rap music when they're like clearly privileged, like white girls, like singing this uh, crazy <laughs> respond them so and yeah, the way they, so, yeah. they talk to each other so we like you know like bringing her into sorority so there's a lot of funny things that things i haven't really seen in your film before and and i think the dialogues are very light and entertaining and, and there's a lot of like um, a light side to it yeah i, I mean it's it's a, it's a fascinating age uh, Probably I chose this age because I've got a daughter. She's exactly the same age. And for example, I didn't know Damso, even though he's a huge star, but I didn't know. And when I was, I like the idea that they're doing a, um, a sorority of um, literature, controversial literature, and they, they, they go into rap music because, well, it's, it is a writing, you know? So I was searching for an idea I couldn't find, and I went to see on, on Deezer to, 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 to see what what's the last song my daughter was listening to and I discovered them. So I was a little surprised that that was the music she listens to. It's not my choice, but it's reality. So I said, okay, I'm gonna take this song. And I realized that when I did the casting, I met like uh, maybe a hundred young girls. They all knew that song by heart, you know? Uh, <laughs> And the lyrics, uh, it's okay, no, it's okay. 
but now I have to say that I listened to it a lot. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and I sent him the script, and he was very happy that he's uh, main, not the main character, but he's a real character in the film. And uh, then, of course, I, I, I gave the script to my daughter, and she, she changed a few dialogues, saying that, that, no, you cannot say that. That is so much 2016. You're too... So I, I wanted to be quite faithful to this kind of music, you know, of, of this youth that gave, um, of course, something, I, um, yeah, very t tender and funny at the same time. But it's in a way, it's when you 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 shoot, uh, you you try to film uh, a bunch of uh, young girls. It's the, uh, the the point of view is another great question, you know, because I. Where I wanted to be close, but not in the middle, because you know I, I'm not a young girl, and so you have to find a good distance to be close to them. And even when you, you direct them, you know I, I'm not their father, I'm not their friend, I'm not an uncle. You have to find something you know which is very uh, tender, but with some authority at the same time. It's, uh, it was a great time with them. So you made two genre films. You made uh, a zombie genre film and. Uh and the teen, teen, teen girls, yeah, a teen movie. Yeah, the film is quite, uh, that's something I really wanted f from the beginning. It's to make something quite um, hybrid, you know? So you, it starts with a teen movie genre and goes into another genre movie, but inside of it you have some ethnological scenes, uh, like the ceremony or some scenes in Haiti, or even documentary scenes, like uh, the uh, history uh, lesson. and. Yeah, I, I, I liked this freedom of, you know, moving from um, a genre to another. Um, I also want to ask one last question before we open it up. It's, it's a cinematography uh, on, on, on the film. You work with a new cinematographer for this film, I believe, uh, Yves Cap? Yves Cap, yes. Cape. Uh, in fact, I, I, when the, uh, the sound engineer uh, I work with read the script, he told me, this is a film from Yves Cape. So, okay, I knew if from name, from reputation. He did uh, white material. And he did white material. Uh, he did uh, a lot of um, all the first uh, Bruno Dumont's film. But at the same time, he's doing some big comedies or some art films with uh, Pierre Huyghe, you know. He's, he's and yes, Yves is very, very good to shoot without any lightning. And it was a very small, very small set. And so um, there is, as a, as a, a light, there's not, nothing's done with natural light. And it's very good to catch stuff like that. And uh, he's, he was okay to, 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 to go in Haiti in tough conditions. And uh, I was wondering if you were gonna use two DPs for like the two countries and then change mm. it back, but I think it works really well like this. Yeah, it's, it's, I, pre I prefer to have the same uh, DP, yeah. Even, even though I, I, I thought the uh, two shootings, like two different shootings, it's the same crew, for, and uh, except that in uh, Haiti we had a, a, a lot of Asian uh, technicians. Uh, we can take questions from the audience, and we have <coughs> microphones, but someone... Could you talk about the casting of in Haitian? Haiti, the people, how did you find the people? Did you hire a casting? In uh, Haiti? Yes. Um, yes, in, in um, the, um, the Haitian uh, producer, Getty, she said, okay, um, try to 
meet first uh, actors before you go and search people in the street because they don't work much and it's important that we make, you know. So she introduced me to, she did the casting with, uh, with my um, uh, Asian assistant and proposed me like, uh, you know, uh, so some, so she, she made some proposition. Um, so they are actors and the aunt is also an actor that we found in, uh, in uh, Port-au-Prince and made her come to, 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 to Paris. Uh, what was quite interesting is when I um, told, I don't know, I met maybe 30 people for, uh, the, for the role of Clairvius, and um, when I said, okay, it's, it's about an, uh, a, a zombie, and uh, they all did the zombie in the same way. You know, they knew how, to, uh, how it works, how it uh, looks, um, the funny sound they make, quite nah, 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 nah. Uh, it's something very um, deep inside their history, you know. Uh, I didn't direct them because in a way they know better than me how to do that, you know. Um, so basically in Haiti it was a very n normal casting, you know, you, 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 you do auditions and you know, you work with people and then you choose one. But um, they, they, they brought a lot uh, because, you know, they, 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 they knew stuff that I didn't know. Could you talk a little bit more about Fanny and um, so her position in the film? I was really, uh, you treated her so kindly and I loved that and there's an innocence to her. Um, but at the same time, she's the one who has the kind of closest encounter with the colonial history and both purchases it but is also sort of innocent, so. Yes, but you, 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 you got it totally right. I mean, the, the, the answer is almost in the question, you know. Uh, of course, she's doing something that is not very correct, but it's just um, more innocent and naive than mean, you know. Uh, and I wanted to have this look on her. Um, it's just a lack of knowledge. And, uh, you know, to, to just think that because you're in pain because you have money, because you can pay something, because you can you can just go into another culture. And the, the aunt, she starts to explain that to her. And then at the end, she's just moved by her sorrow because, uh, yeah, she's just moved. She has the same age that Melissa, and she's, you know, she, 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 she says yes, and maybe she should have said no, but um, there is something more, more naive than mean. On her, on her gesture and on her thoughts. Um, thank you for the film and thank you for being here. Um, I was curious to hear uh, your thoughts on the music in the film, more specifically, like, it seems like the music has a role of bringing the characters together, whether it be the girls or the living and the dead. I'm curious to know what you were going for uh, with the music that the audience hears. The, the choice of the music. Yeah, uh, specifically the, like, the soundtrack. Um, uh, the score, not the songs. Um, well, I, I, I do my own score, um, which is easy because I agree with myself. <laughs> um, I don't argue with a musician. And for me, it's something I do very, very early during the uh, writing process, during, uh, when I write the script. And when I 
feel that uh, I would need some music at one point when I write a scene, I just like stop writing, I go into my studio and I start to, to find the, the color and then I go back writing and you know, it's just back and forth. And usually when the script is finished, the music is finished. And f for this film, the, I had very simple stuff. I, a theme for uh, the boarding school with, with the uh, voices of a girl, which can remind some stuff of the 70s, of uh, Dario Argento, stuff like that. And something f in Haiti that I wanted more um, deep, like uh, very mi minimal electro with a lot of silence that could, you know, we could hear the, the, the sounds of the country also. And uh, that's basically how I, you know, divided the, uh, the, 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 um, the, the score. Um, congratulations. Um, I'm curious about um, how you chose to end the film where you did, because in a way, in more classical films like that, we kind of, the character is possessed and now she's gonna kill everyone or eat everyone. And, and you choose to end it exactly, and there's this beautiful shot where we follow her and she's going back into the dorms and we're all thinking, I think this, something's gonna happen. And then you end it, which is, kind of um, frustrating in a way, but I, I guess that was a conscious decision. I'd just like to know more about that. <laughs> um, yeah, well, in, in, in voodoo possession, it's, it's not for ages. When you get, when someone gets possessed by your spirit, it's like, yeah, a couple of hours, not more than that. And I used this, like, a, you know, the same, uh, same. And it's just, um, when she, when the possession, goes away, it's just like a huge hangover in a way, you know? Uh, and yes, she goes back, she don't really understand what happened, but I still wanted to have a positive note on the ending of the film. That's why I have, you know, Clairvius finding back his wife, saying this sentence, I won't be a slave again. And even for Melissa who lost uh, her father, her mother, and then their uh, hound, I wanted to give her, you know, a chance. That's why you, I used this song, you know, you never walk alone and, you know, maybe there is a light at the end of the night. I just, I didn't choose this song just because I'm a fan of the Liverpool fan club. Uh, it's just, um, there is a meaning in the, in the text, in the lyrics that I, I try to give a chance to the girl. Hi, I had a question about the photography in uh, some of the Haiti sequences, uh, if it was day for night, it looked like that to me. And if so, I was curious if this was just because of practical reasons, or if it was to kind of reveal the state of uh, being a zombie or both. Yeah, it's, for, it's for many, many reasons. First of all, yes, a lot of sequences uh, were night sequences, and of course, it would be hell to, 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 to light that because Electricity in Haiti is complicated, and even if you light it, you lose something that I really wanted. It's the mountains. Haiti means mountains, and so um, very quickly the DP proposed me uh, day for night, and we made some tests. And I said, okay, but I don't want it to pretend to be. Let's make it really uh, unreal, and uh, we call that. We, we decided to call this electronic night. Um, uh, and what I liked about this idea is, in a way, um, 
what what is uh, a zombie in this film? Not not in Romero's film. It's, it's someone that is between life and death, and between day and night. And you know, we we found this kind of aesthetic, which is unreal. It's it's a kind of unreal light. You know, it's not real day for night that pretend it's it's, it's night. And I think it was perfect with the state of the um, of the zombie. Hi, I'm curious, um, what did you realize throughout the process about your own uh, biases or preconceived notions with the country or the culture? And um, did, when it was over, when the process was finished, were you still comfortable with all of your initial intentions? Um, I think so. Um, I think so, but I, I wasn't sure. So um, when I finished the editing, I, um, I have a few Haitian friends in Paris, and I wanted to show the film quite quickly to discuss with them. And um, yes, they, yeah, I'm, I'm OK with my intentions now, yeah. Hi. Uh, in, the, in a way, this is kind of like, this is a horror film, obviously. Um, and I wanted to know who, maybe who some of your influences were, if any. Um, the scenes in the, in the girls' locker room when they were walking around is very steamy, sort of in slow motion. And that whole scene, it really reminded me of the scenes in the girls' locker room in Brian De Palma's uh, Carrie. That's what I thought of right away. And I was wondering if that, it was, that, if that was an influence, or if not, did you have any influences when you shot this? Um, pr probably it's a film I've seen many times and when you take like young girls and you put them in a bathroom with some steam, uh, okay, you still, <laughs> well. Uh, but uh, if, okay, y you say it's a horror film, but for me the, the, it's a horror film not, in, not that much in that level. Uh, it's, the horrific part of the film is basically that it's about slavery. Uh, the rest, you know, it goes, of course, it, it flirts with, with Jean Movie, but it's, it has a distance with, with, with that. Maybe, maybe except uh, the uh, possessions uh, sequence at the end, but it's, it's the only one. Um, as the, probably the only Haitian person in the room, and um, I feel like I need to interject a little bit in everything that we're hearing about the fact that this is a horror film or the young lady who talked about um, expecting an ending where the young woman was going to like eat up everyone. And um, I take total offense into that because I don't think um, that Bertrand was setting out to make a horror film. I think he was setting out to make a more humanist film and a film that allows for France to have a real conversation with Haiti. And if you know Haiti's history, you know that it was an ancient French colony. It is the first black republic. It is the country that um, took its freedom from Napoleon's um, uh, regime. And, um, and I, I am not in a horror film when I see this film. I see a film that's trying to create a dialogue from the old colony to the new country. And um, 
And if you think that Haiti is a place where people go out and eat people in the night, um, I take deep offense into that. And um, as the young woman says in the film that voodoo is beautiful, this woman went through a possession. She did not go through a place of like evil and demonic. And um, so um, I just really wanted to clarify that. There is, there's definitely def different genres that we're playing with, but we're not in a horror film. We're in a very humanist film of creating a conversation. Excuse me? It has horror elements, but it's not a horror film. And there is a difference between that. And let's be clear about that. Haiti is not a horrific place. Okay, so we're gonna be very clear about that. Thank you so much for, for sharing the, and, and enlightening uh, that really it's a movie about the dialogue and also about trying to revisit what would have happened and how we could move forward, I think that we could agree on that. Y yes, mm -hmm. as I, I, I told previously, what do, you, what do we do with our history, mm -hmm. personal or more yeah. general history, which is a question that um, French, I mean, every, everything is, is in Patrick Boucheron's lesson, which is fantastic. Well, thank you so much for being here, and thank you, Bertrand, thank for showing the film. Thank you very much. You've been listening to the Film at Lincoln Center podcast. Our opening music is by Steelism. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, and Spotify. Film at Lincoln Center is a nonprofit arts organization based in New York City and supported by individuals just like you. For 50 years, we've been dedicated to supporting the art and elevating the craft of cinema and enriching film culture through the programming of festivals, series, retrospectives, and new releases, the publication of Film Comment, the presentation of podcasts, talks, and special events, the creation and implementation of artist initiatives, and our film and education, curriculum, and screenings. To learn more about what we do and support Film at Lincoln Center by becoming a member, visit filmlink.org. That's F-I-L-M-L-I-N-C dot org.